Wake up, Byron. I'm awake, Thank Jeremy. you for tuning in to The Dose. Thank you, Byron. Thank you and yours. <laughs> Jeremy Clevin, the magic man's back. Yes. Mark yes. Hutchins, the father. So happy to be back. So happy to be Padre. back. Padre. Padre Hutchins. <laughs> first go around, Padre. That's uh, the Fred Lamb behind the glass, Byron Filson. That's who we call. That's what him. we call him. <laughs> That's who we, we call. call what we call. Then we come back off. in studio, Kelly Cook. Welcome back, my man. What's up, Jeremy? Mark, how Great you doing to today? Have you back? Yes, Again, sir. Round two, Love it. episode two. Love it. Let's bring yeah. some knowledge. A true savage. Mark called you a savage. We love the word savage in the most positive, professional way. I mean, you're a hustler, right? I mean, you work hard. You work your tail off, right? Mm-hmm. Why? <laughs> the big why. Yes. Okay. Yeah. You got but, one? Yeah. You know, I, I even know. I, I do, man. And and uh, um, it's it's. It's kind of like what most people say, but it goes one step probably a little deeper. It's just that um, family, man, my kids came from nothing um, and, uh, and and really had that experience, my broken family, you know, whatever. Everyone has worse situations than, you know, what I came from, but it wasn't great. You know, no. now I had, I had two parents who, who who loved me and my sister. That was, that was never questioned, but sometimes it was a little rough, right? Yeah, Many yeah. times a little rough, broken yeah. family, you know, da, 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 no money unemployed, no college education, my parents, all that stuff. Um, and then uh, big, so the big why is making sure I provide that life for my kids specifically so that, you know, that doesn't happen to them. So mm-hmm. honestly, man, what gets me going every day is I'm borderline petrified of being broke. Yeah. Like that's, that's a good fire. Yeah. It's a good fire. <laughs> it, it can, it can wear you, it can wear you ragged sometimes. Right. Yeah. But I mean, it, it's, that's, that's kind of how I can describe it. I have that too. <laughs> yeah, Mark and I, we've we talked about did. this many times. We went through the the worst of the worst. If you said you started in 05, we started the brokerage in 05. I mean, we we were scraping change out of the middle console, going to get, you know, burritos from Taco Bell for dinner many, many, many nights, you know? Yeah. And so I have that same fear, you know, of just like, you know, the if the music stops, I mean, what could happen? Like just stacking the chips. And, you know, again, now the, the market's hot right now. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. We've been preaching for a long time. Make more money than you ever have. Save more money than you ever have. Right? Love it. And your Cash in, is king when the market's down, right? Absolutely. You know what I mean? And then you have the opportunity to seize those, op- you know, or, or a chance to seize those opportunities. Yeah. We're talking about, yeah, we're talking yeah. about that with my, I mean, I'm talking about that with my team right now and, and, and telling them, you know, the money you're making, save what you can, you know, have to some simple, have two accounts, right? So like if you bank at chase, have two accounts, all your operating account, your income comes in that your expenses are paid out. And then when that check comes in for that one closing, take a percentage off. I don't care. 1%, 10%, whatever, and get it out of that account ASAP so psychologically you don't feel like you have it. I love that. And let it grow. And before love you know it, you look up and you have enough for a down payment for a house. Love a, that. A rental house, you yep. know? Yep. So that's a great, I mean, we got to trick ourselves sometimes. Yes. Right? That's what it is. Because, yeah, yeah, because it's too easy. I mean, you might have multiple accounts with the same bank and you go online to your app, right? And you can see them all in your, your, you know, your app. And it mm-hmm. might like, well, it's my checking, it's my saving, but it's all there. It's all there. And it's natural to kind of, combine everything. <laughs> right. And you know? call it, here's the trick. Call it something yeah. different too. Call right. it like investment home account, whatever. Right. So it. that you don't think it's checking savings. It's, you know, it's, it's over here. Yeah. It's already gone or future or rainy day, whatever. I, right? So I call my future. Yeah. That's exactly call, what yeah, I call, call mine. Right there. You want, there you go. So long as you don't touch it, you know, bingo. Mine just gets taken out and there's the only way I can touch it is I have to call them to have them physically What's that? By your new wife or your baby gets taken out. Both. Both. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I have to physically call Northwestern Mutual and have them transfer. And it takes three plus days. So it's like a pain in the ass. Oof. 
So you really, it's like the best way to do it is you never get your hands on it. There's yeah. no card to get it. Just let it go away. Mm-hmm. Especially keep it away from the daughter and the wife. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> so they can't touch it. No. So yesterday it's you saw them. <laughs> yesterday, I, I love the fact that you had a vision right, right out of the gates day one to say, look, I'm going to take on rentals. Um, it's somewhat low hanging fruit at the same time. Um, you know, you're working hard for your, your, your money, for your, your return at the same time, rentals, renters turn into buyers, right? And they, then they turn into sellers, right? Then they turn into multiple transactions and referrals. And that's how we build, you know, a build a business, you know, I asked you the question offline and I'll ask it online is that, you know, how long do you, you know, again, you had a great vision right away, but how long do you think you were fumbling around or trying to figure out this industry before you kind of felt, you know, sturdy on your feet? Way too long. Um, it was it was a good five, four years, yeah. four years maybe. I mean, I had an Excel spreadsheet. You know, I tried to use it. I think I did a pretty good job for an Excel spreadsheet for a non-analytical guy, which you can imagine wasn't very good, mm-hmm. but it was something. And I that's what I used. That was my database. Oh, that's um, fine. You used something. I used least. it, right? Yeah, but it didn't tell you who to call, when to call it, right? right? It just, you know, you had to go to it and try to figure it out. So because I didn't have these fancy, you know, formulas in Excel. You know, I was just the, the, the guy who, you know, plugs some numbers just in. put the info in it. That's in. it. So um, I would have been so much for their head if someone had said, you know, look, that, that, that database is your business. That's all you have at the end of the day when the music stops to sell if you want, when you exit real estate. So if I'd have known that and taken that to heart, I would have, I didn't like, I didn't like blow it off on purpose. I just didn't know what I didn't know. Well, that's most people. I had no mentor, no coach. Do. Yeah. Right. Right. They don't know what to do or how to start it really. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's one of those things that gets missed. That's it. That's it. You know? So man, if you can find a, a team, a brokerage or a mentor or somebody who can give you the roadmap, right. And say, okay, now this is what you'll, this is what, this is what you need to do. Now just go do it. Cause that's what I was looking for. You know, I, I did some crazy stuff driving to Buckeye from Scottsdale twice in one day, or I think I one day I mean, went three times, you know, for the same client, you know, I mean, just, I was just so hungry just to make some money and do something but I was spinning around because I didn't have anyone telling me, okay, hold on, let's think a little smarter about this. And here's a roadmap, you know? So, right. yeah. yeah. Or, or refer your friends, you know, to get on the dose here, you know, <laughs> because we talk about that. There we have know. these conversations, it. right? It hands down is the number one biggest mistake in this industry that agents make. No doubt about it. Is that they either don't have one, which is the biggest mistake and, or that they just don't do what needs to be done to nurture it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. We, it, again, it's natural. We're getting caught up in the day to day, the next deal, the front burner, sometimes we forget about that burner or yep. that back burner. You, yep. you know what I mean? So you're saying four or five years, it took you to figure it out. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because the short sales started happening, you know, market right. crash. And right. so I just went heavy into that, not knowing what I was doing at all, at all, by the no. way. I mean, the first bank I did, my first short sale, didn't know what they were doing, right? I, I just submitted a, a HUD sheet on a sheet of paper with line, like from the me notebook, right? right. You know, that's, <laughs> you know, here's the net. I, I had no clue what to do because yeah. they didn't tell me what to do. They didn't know what to yeah. do. But anyways, that started happening. So I started just going, you know, put my head in sand and doing that a lot. So I wasn't really thinking like a business owner or anything of that nature yet whatsoever, or keeping a database of those people who are in distress, because at the end of the day, they're going to come back around most of them and be able to buy at some point in the future. It took me a while to get there to think that way, right? I was just worried about trying to get that one short sale done or that one REO done. I think we need to, you know, all of us need to do a better job at looking at, at opportunities and keeping our eyes open and, you know, and be you know, because you, you said, you know, again, once, you know, once again, this offline comment of, of, you know, taking on BPOs, yep. you know, taking yep. on BPOs for 65, 65 bucks a pop, yeah. it turned into yeah. a short sale account yeah. or an REO account. Yeah, absolutely. And those were, those would take hour, hour and a half based on, you know, different software you would use right. or portals you had to buy. I mean, some of those were, they required you to do a BPO for 50 to 65 bucks. You had to pay like 
three ninety nine just to just to do that. <laughs> Literally, yeah. yeah. And so it's like, okay, hold on, that matches six percent off the top. Yeah, there's no <laughs> yeah. guarantee of like ten BPOs a week, right? right. So. And then obviously, then you hopefully you get the REO. That's what you're doing it that for. That was what you're doing it for. You had to yep. hopefully get the business from it. So yep. you actually landed a small REO account. Uh, you I, said I got several. Yep. Um, back then, at Goodman Dean, I think it was like the very first one I got. That I don't think they even they even exist anymore. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so I, I I ended up getting like three or four over the years. Um, never got the big ones. Never got Fannie or, or Bank of America or Freddie or anything of that nature. Or HUD, unfortunately, because that'd been nice, you know. Um, but, but still kept hustling, doing BPOs and REO stuff, you know, and, and short sell stuff, you know, um, and then basically built the team leverage a little bit. You've obviously built a tremendous business and you're not taking on every little deal under the sun. I know that. Um, but I think for the newer agents out there, they do need to take on every little deal under the sun. You know, I, we told a story on here years ago, you know, one of our agents, Rick McCone, I love this story that, you know, he, he was working with a client that, you know, had a 90, it was like an 85 or $90,000 condo that they wanted to sell. You know, and while some people would be tempted to turn their back on that, he decided he wanted to take it on. Okay, this, this, you never know what can happen. Takes on the listing, gets it sold. Hey, my sister wants to buy about six, 600 cash, right? So you don't take on the $90,000 deal and now you're missing out on the $600,000 buy cash Mm -hmm. deal. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as a new agent, you want the experience too. Right. You know, right. the idea is whether it's 90 or a million, it's the same process. You need to have that experience. And so many new agents, you watch them. It's like, so you're already a real estate snob? <laughs> like, and yeah. you haven't even closed six deals yet and you're going to turn your back on this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Rentals too. I can't tell you how many people are in rentals. Now, I know the rental commission's got really squeezed, you know, on the, on the, uh, the tenant rep right, right now. It used to be pretty much a standard three to 4% of gross lease. Right. Um, but again, you know, I can't tell you some of the agents on our team that would take on a rental client, so to speak, and um, kind of find out they have an agent that they, you know, kind of like or whatever, but the agent said, no, nah, you know, when, when you're ready to buy or when you're ready to, you know, sell that investment house or whatever, come give me a call. And so my agent would build a relationship and then before you know it, a year or two later, they got to sell. Right. So, so have you had, one of the things Mark and I have attributed our, you know, minimal, what I believe a minimal level of, of success at this point, because we're just getting started is that, um, you know, we've always had a pit bull mentality. You know, we're not the smartest guys in the room. We're not the, you know, most savvy, educated. We're not, we don't have degrees in anything other than, you know, figuring it out degrees. Yeah. You know, we've been failing our way forward for a long time. But one of the things that we've always done is had a pit bull, like I said, a pit bull mentality. We've always outworked ourselves to, to play ball in Nebraska. I think you got to have a little bit of that pit bull mentality. So do you believe you've had that since day one? Is that a kind of, you know, translated into business? No question. Without yeah. question. I mean, I think anyone, if you played, in fact, if you played sports, you got a leg up on, on being an entrepreneur or business automatically naturally. You just do. Um, you don't put that, that blood, sweat, and tears and time into yeah. it for nothing out in the future and, and not be able to figure anything out about what you're about, your work ethic, that kind of stuff. That's why, you know, we, when we talk to agents who are considering joining our team, one of the things that we always ask is, did you play sports, especially mm-hmm. a team sport mm-hmm. in high school, maybe in junior high, but you have a concept of what that looks like. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, if you played a season at least, you know, or two or three, that shows you're dedicated, you know, because my, my, uh, uh, I heard this a long time ago. My, my, my father might say this. When you start something, you chose to finish, right? right? So if right. you start the season, you don't like it, you already, you already made a decision to finish once you made a decision to start. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and that can be applied to, you know, farming. It can be applied to real cold calling, whatever. And best believe we're going to get into your farming. That's for sure. That's coming up in the next day or two. But, yes. you know, that concept to me in business is, you know, will over skill all day, all day long. You know, we have some people that sit, in, you know, on the other side of Mark's and, you know, my desk and, you know, they have this degree, that degree. And, you know, they're the, they are the smartest guy in the room. At the same time, they're not willing to do what it takes to go, 
do work their tail off, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's below them. It's below their, their education level or whatever it may be versus the guys that come in and we could rattle off names for days of guys that walk in that they don't have that education, but they got, they have the will for days, right? You take will over skill. So it sounds like that that's what you're looking for, for, you know, people on your team. hundred percent. You know, it's simple, it's simple question we ask, you know, if you, if you want a career in real estate, then, you know, biasly we're biased, but we don't feel there's a better place. Obviously if you're looking for anything else, but that it's going to be probably a a tough fit, you know? Yeah. yeah. So let's jump in tomorrow. I want to talk, Mark, I'll do your job for you today. Give you the the day off and wrapping us off. Let's, um, let's say, you know, he's, 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 you know, I know how it goes, man. Yeah. 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 He needs, he needs it. He's tired, man. He's got a new baby at home. I get it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I want to talk about, you know, how you stay hungry, how you hold yourself accountable and then how you're holding your agents accountable. And then maybe some tips for agents out there to hold themselves Perfect. accountable and kind of, you know, you know, continue to, to, to grow and take it to the next level. So huge thanks to our sponsors, VIP yes. Mortgage, Alliance Property Inspections. Appreciate you guys and all you do. Guys, have a great day. See you tomorrow. See ya. See ya. See ya. Bye.